Is your website pretty? Mind your business. Does it work right? Mind your business. Can people find it? Mind your business. If you answered no or kinda to any of these questions, you came to the right podcast because we're going to help you mind your business. Here's your host, the lexical cognizant and SEO director guy of mind development and design, Mark Boyd. Welcome to the Mind Your Business Podcast presented by Mind Development and Design. Appreciate you listening to us. We're very proud to have this gentleman on with us, Cincinnati's rock and roll real estate agent, Gary Rosignol. He, I mean, talk about enduring. You remember the market collapse back in 2007, 2008, and this is a gentleman who was in the real estate business before that. He endured that. And the branding and his adaptation to internet marketing, I think, personally, I think is astounding. And uh, that's why we have him on here today to talk about branding your business in today's internet marketing climate. It's very competitive. It's very different than it used to be. And this gentleman has more than adapted. He has made use of video. He has made use of audio. He's, he's made inroads to uh you know to fox 19 news he's been up he's appeared on there also has a show on wdjo 1480 am gary thank you for being on here today hey my pleasure mark anytime well for starters and and you know we were talking before you know before i hit the record button i don't have a whole lot of prepared questions because uh, i first i first met you at a previous job that i had um, working with real estate agents, and uh, really, really appreciated your approach, your honesty, and how you approach what you do. But more than anything, your forward thinking and your understanding of how uh, of the direction that marketing was going and the impact that the whole you know that the whole collapse had. And what I wanted to ask you today really a, a broad open-ended question but for you know for the benefit of our listeners what you've had to endure in your business what are the greatest lessons you've learned in branding your business in the internet marketing climate that we have today because i know you've used video audio i mean you've used everything but what are the greatest lessons that you've learned through this that have helped you endure well the first lesson i learned was when i first got my le- got my license back in 1986 and I took a course at the Cincinnati Area Board of Realtors which was the introduction to uh, giving you the nuts and bolts to the real estate industry and um, I remember uh, the, the, the instructor uh, taught embedded in us you know the golden rule you know do unto others as you would have them do unto you and we have a code of ethics that we must follow as being realtors, which separates us from being a realtor versus just a real estate agent. I've really embedded those uh, code of ethics into my daily life. And, um, and then I was told, you know, if you want to make a difference, see which way the crowd is going and go the opposite direction. <laughs> and, and I thought, well, that's, that's kind of unique, you know, go against the grain. And so I've always thought outside the box. I've always been a little bit different and uh, I've always approached my business in a fun, um, frivolous way and, but grounding myself to the code of ethics and keeping it all legal and ethical. Sure. Um, and with that in mind. And the next thing that really, and I'm experiencing it today. Was I was told when the internet, when and, and when 
the internet came about, we had email addresses. I was told, get your own domain, you know, and get yep. your own email address. Yep. So mine is Gary at GaryRosignal.com. My domain is GaryRosignal.com, www.GaryRosignal.com. And no matter where I go, no matter what company I've gone from, from Remax to Group Realtors to Prudential One to Ber Berkshire Hathaway, and just a week and a half ago, I switched back to Remax again, and I don't lose one email. I don't lose one past client because everything stays the same. It's you own your contact. I own it. So I leave nothing on the table. And, uh, you know, I was introduced into radio back in 1990 when buyer agency wasn't even conceived by <laughs> residential realtors. We've talked about this many times when you were coaching me. And uh, another thing is uh, I've always had a real estate coach. I've had you. I've had several. I'm, I'm now being coached by Tim Burgess. Mm -hmm. We're looking to the program thinking into results which is a daily uh you know i have i not have to i enjoy the bob proctor videos twice a day every day which are lessons there's 12 lessons and i'm going through them all just making me a better person a better agent uh it helps me in my music career my radio career uh everything it's just uh, it's remarkable so those are the things that make me me you know i'm I'm uh, and on my website, the very first, if you click on, you know, meet Gary, the very first uh, sentence in there is real estate realtors do not sell houses. Mark, <laughs> we do not sell anything. Yeah, we solve problems. Yes. There isn't enough, and I've taken the Dale Carnegie courses, the Bob Proctors, the you name it. I've I've gone through so many different selling systems. You could, you know, it, it's. I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on your tapes and BDs and D DVDs and all that, and it boils down to one thing: there aren't enough clothes in the world to convince a buyer to buy a house that they don't want to buy. Yeah. However, there are problems along the way. We solve that problem and we help them buy the house that they want to buy. So that's what we do. Sometimes we're marriage counselors. Sometimes we're, we're we have to. And one thing we don't want to do is we don't want to act like an attorney. We don't want to act like a roofing specialist sure. or inspector. We have to stay as what we're supposed to do: keep in those confines and do our job well. And you know what? This isn't a job. This is fun. <laughs> I'm having a blast. <laughs> my my wife and I moved into the house we're in now right about a year ago. And in fact, just a little more than a year ago, but I still remember, I still remember her texting and I'm, I'm a pack rat. I save certain texts. I mean, I'll delete texts, but there are some texts that I just don't want to ever leave my phone. And I still, rem I still have the text where she first texted me the address of the house where we live now and said, Hey, I just saw this on the market. Um, go, you know, check it out when you have a chance, but oh, it's about to rain. Don't worry about it now. I was, and I was literally just pulling into our house at the time, getting home from work. And I immediately backed out of the house and I drove over to that address. I mean, there was no way I wasn't going to check it out and it was raining and, uh, I had an open evening, so why not? And I, I knew when I pulled into the driveway that I just had that feeling and, I walked around. There was nobody at the house, fortunately, because I pulled in there and it's like, oh, wait a second. People still live here. Maybe I shouldn't have driven over here. 
But um, I just walked out really quick and looked around the back of the house, and the property is is right up against 35 acres of protected farmland. And the significance of that to me is that, uh, you know, A, there's not going to be a bunch of development going on behind us, which could be a mall or God knows what else. Mm-hmm. But the vision that I had in my, in my head was of her. She introduced me to cross-country skiing. And um, I can remember when she when when we were dating she lived a half an hour from from me and i drove out one evening we were going to have dinner i'm going to make dinner there together i think it was a friday evening and i get to her house and it is just about dusk and i can't find her and i'm like well where is she and i go out back and here she comes she was her house was right was right on some amish farmland there and she could just cross country ski to her heart's content across those farmlands so as i i never forgot that because i just thought she looked so cute skiing by like that and that was the first thing that that uh, came to my mind when i visited the house we're at and it stuck with me and i even told her i said i haven't even seen the inside of this place yet and i have a good feeling about it and it wound up being the place we bought but that initial emotional feeling had absolutely nothing to do with what was inside the house. You know, it's amazing what can go into that process. Because of the because of the house, they buy a house because of the way they feel in the house. Yes, you know, it, a house could have the four bedrooms. It could have the the upgraded kitchen. It could have the 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 sunken living room, and it could have the vaulted ceilings, and have everything that they asked for and their desires and that location and the price range. They walk and they just go. You know, it it just doesn't just it's this just just isn't it, and, you know, and um, and so they got to move on. Uh, why does that happen? Well, it's it's they just don't feel comfortable in that house. It, it's yep. and I can tell I can tell in fifteen twenty seconds when when she walks in the front door, I can tell this is it. You just know. I bet because you've done it long enough and you've seen the reactions, and I bet it, it's it's instinct. At this mm-hmm. point, yeah, you just know this is it. And and Mary Jo, my wife, she's uh, also licensed. She's my assistant, and she does all the research and all the searching on the MLS for it. And and it's amazing. One night, uh, she'll go, "I found it. This is it. This is exactly <laughs> what they're looking for. I know they're gonna. Oh, look at that. They they're gonna they're gonna buy this house. And you know what? Nine times out of ten, they do. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. She's got this. She's got this motherly <laughs> sixth sense that she can see. She goes, "That's it. I know it. Yep. Write it up." <laughs> Question for you here, and I'm putting myself at. Um, I did not look up the name of your band. So, as I recall, is it still Bluestone Ivory? Yes, it is. Wow, I remembered that. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to put that up there because uh, I had not looked, and I was trying to remember, and I remember it had blue in it, and I thought, well, I'm going to throw this out there, and if I'm completely wrong, then we can have a laugh about it and yeah. uh, <laughs> together. But I remember when you chose the moniker of Cincinnati's rock and roll real estate agent, and it was a jump for you because I remember conversations we had had about, you know, should I keep that completely separate from what I'm doing? But then if memory serves me correctly, you would run into people that you were working with, you know, in, in the, you know, in the environment of playing in the band. And you found that 
and again, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but if if I'm remembering correctly, you found that that actually helped you forge even better relationships in some cases. Absolutely. How has that worked for you over the years? Uh, Still, uh, I went into, like I said, I just switched companies. I went from Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, which is a great company. It just wasn't my, I I didn't feel right there. And and when I interviewed at REMAX Preferred Group, uh, Christine Beresford and her husband, Miles, it was just a, it was such a good fit, Mark. It was like, sign me up. I got to come back to REMAX. This is where I belong. Yeah. I went into, they have eight offices, and I hadn't been to this office yet, and I walked in, and three of the agents sitting there, they go, Gary, the rock and roll guy, he's here. You know, I felt like a rock star. Isn't you that know? awesome, though? Because, I mean, you, you created something, and people remember you for it, for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. And, and and buyers and sellers and, and fans of Bluestone Ivory, and, and no matter where I go, I'm the rock and roll guy that's that sells real estate. And I got a radio show. And you know what? When that radio show is, is done and gone for two or three years, people are going to still say, aren't you on the radio? It, the shelf life of sure. a radio show like that stays for a long, long time. Uh, do you still have the radio show? I do. Every Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on WDJO Radio. Awesome. How, long, how many years has that been going now? Uh, coming up on my seventh year. <laughs> I, knew it, I knew it had been at least five yeah, how how is it how is it now compared to how it was when you first started? Because I got to imagine when you first started, you were like, okay, I believe in this, but are are people are am I going to get interaction here? Yeah, it, well, I have good guests, and I know how to get the most out of a guest. I've learned to do that. Um, <laughs> I, I do prepare. I, I've got certain things that I do. I intermingle the rock and roll with music, with real estate, and it's, you might think it's a little strange, but it really does work, and um, we, we have uh, some compelling guests. Uh, I, I, I do a lot of charity work for the Dragonfly Foundation, which gets the last 10 minutes of every show. For our listeners, uh, could you explain what the Dragonfly Foundation is? Yeah, the Dragonfly Foundation is a nonprofit organization. They're a 503C company. Uh, they form uh, Christine Knightsky and and uh, Rhea Davidson. Uh, Christine's son, Matt, was in the hospital, Children's Hospital, with some lymphoma brain tumor and was there for a couple of years, and they they went down every day and visited him. They brought him laptop computers and games and kept him busy and kept him distracted, and he recovered. He got clean from his disease and was able to walk out of the hospital free from his cancer. And they looked around on that floor and they went, holy cow, all these other kids in here, they don't have anybody. There's nobody with them. So they start coming back and visiting these kids and bringing them things and meeting their parents and saying, we've been there. We've done that. We know what's going on. We know how you feel. We will help you through this. And lo and behold, the Dragonfly Foundation, because a dragonfly needs a landing it needs a place to stay and they're a free form bird so to speak and and uh, that's why they picked the dragonfly and they have a place called the landing up here in mason uh it has grown marty brenneman who's the spokesman who's the uh uh he's the uh the uh radio announcer for the cincinnati reds he mm-hmm. is known nationally and he is their spokesperson um, and it's a long story how he got to that point, but they have uh, they have 
really the doctors and nurses at Children's Hospital say because of the Dragonfly Foundation, their patients have a higher mortality rate of recovery than ever before only because they put smiles on their faces, they distract them from their disease, they take them to concerts, they take them to shows, they take them to football and baseball games. Uh, the Reds have opened their arms, give them a suite at the Great American Ballpark. The Paul Brown Stadium gives them a suite at the football games. Wow. The uh, the uh, Bank One Arena has they have a suite there for the hockey games. Uh, everywhere they go, they open the doors for them. And um, they were she was on my very first radio show uh, before they got started. They came to our dances. Blue Sun Ivory played. I had them do split the pot and keep all the money. And we we introduced the Dragonfly Foundation from the stage of Blue Sun Ivory. And and for that, I'm just so grateful to be a part of that. It's just a remarkable. Uh, it's a great great thing and that's that's where i that's my charity of choice and i'm my goal is to raise fifty thousand dollars for them this year it's pretty amazing what you just said right there too because in terms of you know branding your business you branded your business in such a way that you you went away from remax you come back to remax people remembered you as cincinnati's rock and roll realtor and then here you're able to take that other part of your life and have it and and create even more impact with it it not only helps facilitate your business and helps create you know a unique identity for you but it's given you the opportunity to do even more with the dragonfly foundation and that's again that's another reason i wanted to have you on today because i think you're a great example of you know to a certain extent we got to keep business and personal separate but I've always been a believer that personal can really have a tremendous impact on business. And I think you're a great example of that. And I appreciate you sharing this on the um, on our podcast today. Would you be willing to come back and discuss perhaps how you may have had to step out of your comfort zone to make all of this happen? <laughs> Every day you're stepping out. Of it. If, if it doesn't... If a goal doesn't scare the crap out of you, it's not a very good goal. <laughs> I love that. Seriously. Seriously. So, so is that Better a yes? Can we do another so, podcast where oh, we talk absolutely. about that? Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. I'm more than happy to. Well, thank you very much, Gary, and thank all of you for listening to the Mind Your Business podcast presented by the Minds at Mind Development and Design, and we will see you next time. All right. Thanks. From the Minds at Mind Development and Design, Thank you for joining us today. Until next week, make sure you mind your business. Do you do wop wop say what yeah?